Let's uh, let's see. Let's go to Texas. Travis, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good. What can I help you with today? Well, I'm an owner op. I uh, I bought my truck last year after only being a driver for one year. My question is, we had our audit yes, our, our entry audit yesterday, and we came out good. Um, and I've got other drivers that come on, but I'm kind of worried with you know all the regulations and everything coming down the pipeline, and everything's tightening up and and whatnot like that. Uh, you know, where do you see the economy, you know, and the trucking business being in three years for? someone that's just started like us, I mean, we spent a lot of money in our startup costs, uh, like the, the lady before was talking about, and purchasing the truck, we paid cash for it and everything, basically, we just cashed out our retirement and bought it and went. I had 13 years in business experience before this, but I'm kind of concerned about everything tightening up and not knowing where to go in the next three or four years. I don't know that there's much to be concerned about. Um, certainly, we have to run a good business. Like I say, going out and finding freight and making money isn't going to be a slam dunk. But for the people who are doing the right things, that I said I think the next five years are just wide open with opportunity because of the shortage of drivers. Now, the one thing you have to be careful of is that you don't get yourself into a position where the shortage of drivers is hurting you instead of helping you. And, and I think that number is probably 10 trucks or less, but I think there's also another way to look at this. Um, you've got your business up and running. Where are you getting the majority uh, of your freight from? Well, and see, I, I run with the guy. I don't have a contract with him. I get 100% of it, and I basically lease his trailer, and I pay him a little bit for each load that he books. Um, and, and it works out pretty good. There's there's a little bit of deadhead in there. It kind of averages me right around a buck, buck 85, a buck 90 a mile. The, the biggest thing right now is, you know, like everybody wants their little piece of the cookie. Basically, you know, it's expensive to keep the maintenance up on, the fuel's fluctuating back and forth, but, like, the taxes, the, I, you know, like, the road taxes are going up. The insurance is, is, is the biggest killer right now, but uh, uh, just kind of everybody wants their little piece of the pie, and it's a giant chunk. <laughs> yeah, it, and that's – every business is like that. I mean, I, I can tell you I, I've run a trucking company. I know what the expenses are like. I know what the challenges are like. Um, and I'm not minimizing them by any stretch, but I can also tell you that every business I've ever run, including the one now, if I go through my profit and loss statement and look at all the money that goes out, holy cow. I mean, it, it's a lot of money. That it, There is a cost of running a business. I don't really care what the cost is. All I focus on is what's left. Now, one of the ways to have more left is to focus on those costs and, and get them under control. That's certainly one of the things we talk about here a lot. Uh, but you bring up a good point, and I'm going to put you on hold because I've got to get to a break. When I come back, I'm going to expand a little bit on where the opportunities are and how you need to structure your business to take advantage of them. So stick around. We'll talk about that right after the break. 
You're on the Road Dog Sirius XM 146. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. The website is letstruck.com. I'm going to go back uh, to Texas. Travis, you still with me? Yeah. Okay. So here's where I see the opportunities. And I think there's a lot of opportunities, but I think we, we need to know where I think the best opportunities are going to be. There's certainly going to be opportunity to have one truck, own it, make a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I mean in comparison to what we're used to. Owida says the average owner-operator makes 40000 a year. The average driver makes thirty-five. So I, I mean numbers at least double those. I mean, it will not be hard to own your own truck and go out and make seventy-five or 80000 a year. I, th- I think that's the, the minimum. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be that hard to do that. No. But if you want to expand. No, and I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a different story. Uh, and I mentioned several times, you don't want to get yourself in a position where the driver shortage is causing you problems instead of opportunities. I think the way to do that is to start building your own customer freight. And then as you get enough freight, contract owner operators to move it. I I think that's where a lot of the opportunity is going to be. And and I I think you're absolutely 100% right. You know, uh, I've been listening to a lot of the things as far as saving fuel on super singles and the air compressors and stuff like that. It sounds like, you know, the regulations are just going to keep going and the costs are just going to keep going up and the driver's just going to have to absorb it and figure out how to pay for it by aerodynamics or fuel savings or whatever the case may be. Um, my my question okay so if if i'm going to get a customer base how would i start building that then uh you mentioned that you have prior business experience did that business include sales actually that's what i did i signed outside contracts and that wasn't too hard because i was a regional manager for red wing shoes and so i just went to big companies and said okay well you know your employees need steel toes. I could provide them. Here's a discount, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But the, but the problem I'm finding here is a lot with the brokers and the shippers. Everything's kind of hush-hush. How do you find those shippers that are shipping out? Oh, they're everywhere. Bypass that Dri- broker or whatever the case. Drive, drive down the road, find an industrial park, and just start driving through it. Here's another one. You're a truck driver. So You're you at these places that, like- yeah. You're at these places that ship every day. Yeah, you just you find the traffic manager, you you make an appointment or you try a cold call, knock on a door, see if they have time or call ahead and make an appointment. The traffic managers are not that hard to get to right now because they're desperate. They and they and I said this 10 years ago, going out and finding your own customers was difficult, not impossible, but difficult. It, at least twice as hard as it is today. I said that earlier. Uh but today it's getting much easier. I mean, I started a brokerage in the early 90s, and I can remember beating on a lot of doors and feeling like an outsider. 
Like I, I didn't have any real experience in freight sales. I didn't know most of these traffic managers and, and you'd go in to talk to them and, and you would, you know, I'd see other freight salespeople there. And those guys had been in freight sales for decades and they had their old boy network and, and breaking in with one truck back then or as a very small broker was really, really difficult. I, I know I pounded on a lot of doors, made a lot of appointments, walked out of most of those appointments empty handed. Uh, but then I started learning about sales and found out that a vast majority of sales don't happen until like the sixth and seventh contact with a customer. So, you know, then I started yeah. thinking, okay, maybe it's not me then. I went in once, I didn't get something, so what? Go back again. Um, so you do need to study sure, sales, that, you know, listen to books about did. sales. Well, sure, never. that's that, uh, never take no for an answer. It's it's not no until they say hell no. You know? yeah, that, right, exactly. It's not no until they say get out of my office and don't ever come back. Right, right. I was just curious. I mean, how hard is that to compete? You, you've got the big truckers that are working. You got one truck. You know, how, how hard is that to compete to go in there? It's getting easier and you know, what's easier. Your sales pitch? It's getting easier and easier every day. Um, and and part of that is because of the demand. I used to tell people, if you're going to go out looking for direct freight, skip all the big shippers. They've got brokers. They've got big carriers. They're, they're pretty well covered. Go look for the little shippers. Go look for the company that is just now finally starting to ship its first truckload. You know, they've done LTL up till now, but they're getting big enough that they're starting to actually ship truckload stuff. Go find those places. That advice still works, but it's also getting to the point where the big shippers are even looking for one truck guys now because the carriers they have can't handle all their freight. The brokers they have can't handle all their freight. And they're saying, hey, this guy showed up and he's got a truck. Give him a load. We have stuff sitting here that needs to move. Okay. So it, it's... Okay, well, I guess that kind of answers my question. I was, that's been the hardest part is just trying to track it all down. When I was in sales before, you know, I did a lot of knocking on doors. They had a blue book with all the industrial uh, places in it, and I looked those up in the area and, you know, sent some literature and stuff like that and, you know, followed up with calls, and the follow-up was real important. But <clears throat> Yeah, so that, you know, it, like I say, it's getting easier and easier. And, and you know, for anybody who's listened to this show for any length of time, we started back in 07. So that means we're, you know, heading into our eighth year. For the first six years of this show, I talked more people out of getting their own authority than I would ever think about talking into it. The last couple of years, that's changing. And I see that changing even more as we go forward. That's why I'm talking so much about this. And, you know, I, we've been talking about the groups on Facebook um, great groups. We've been talking about um, our podcast. I've been talking about helping other people with knowledge. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the people, George Heck, uh, is in several of those groups. 
George has a lot of experience in freight sales. That was his background for years and years, freight sales. And now he's running a small trucking company, but he's a part of these groups and he's got great sales advice. In fact, he just sent me some sales statistics and I love this stuff because I was just saying something about this. Um, Let me read these to you. These will tell you what you need to know when you're going to go out and make sales calls. Um, 48% of all salespeople never follow up with a prospect. So let's think about that. 48%, let's call it 50. Half the salespeople make a sales call or make a contact and never follow up. In order to put yourself in the top 50% of sales, all you have to do is follow up. That's pretty simple. One easy thing, we just moved ourselves into the top half of salespeople. 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stop. Oh, well, let's think about that. All we need to do to move into the top 25% of salespeople is make two follow-up calls. Not that difficult. 12% of salespeople only make three contacts and stop. Are you getting the idea now? So to move ourselves into the top uh, 88% or to move ourselves into the top 12%, all we have to do is make three. Um, Only 10% of all salespeople make more than three contacts. So what we're getting at is most salespeople aren't following up very much and three and four contacts might sound like a lot, But now let's look at how sales are actually made. 2% of sales are made on the first contact. That's not a very good uh, number. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. Still a horrible number. 5% of sales are made on the third contact. This is depressing. 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. Wow, this isn't looking so good. 80% of sales are made on the 5th to 12th. So I know lots of salespeople who run around making appointments, making cold calls, never following up, and they're hitting 100 companies and not making any sales. You'd be far better off to pick two or three companies and go back to them 10 times. You're much more likely to make a sale. So thank you, George, for that. And uh, if you're on Facebook and you're in any of those groups, look up George. He's got tons of sales experience and he's uh, he's very generous in sharing it. And he's got good stuff. Those are the kind of people uh, that I've been working very hard to surround myself with. And I want to bring those people and that knowledge and that experience to you. I mean, that's that's part of our new mission is finding those people that have that deep experience and knowledge in those areas and bringing them to you as a resource. And we're going to continue doing that. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're on the road dog. Sirius XM 146. I'm Kevin Rutherford.